So today is actually day 34 of the stay at home, stay safe mandate that our governor here in Michigan issued for each and every one of us. And I want to start this day by asking you this. How are you doing? No, really, how are you doing? What if I asked the people that are beside you right now, if you are living in a home with family members, how would they say you are doing? Are you losing it? Are you getting frustrated? Are you getting stressed out? Are you beginning to lose hope? What is it that is concerning you in this moment? You know, it's interesting to be living in times that none of us have ever had to live in before. And there's so much information. There's so much news that are coming from us from all different directions. So many different ways to connect with the world around us. And trying to sort through all that can be maddening. I mean, it can make us just lose our minds and go crazy. And then you add on top of that this new reality of being at our homes, which we're not used to doing, and having to basically create new systems, new routines, and a new way of living. And it can add just a lot of stress in our lives. It can add a lot of uncertainty because we still don't even know what the future holds. We know our governor here in Michigan sometime this week is going to tell us what the next few weeks and the few months are going to look like. And a lot of us are just waiting uh, with anticipation, hoping and praying that this is all going to come to an end soon. But see, today I want to ask you this. Are you taking care of yourself? See, so often in these times, if we have others in our lives that we're concerned about, we can so easily focus our time and our attention on them. Instead of actually maybe just taking time to pause and to take a deep breath and to realize that we're a whole person, that God has created us and he's given us these bodies. And yes, God's even given us a heart and a mind that he's asked us to take care of. And today, that's what I want us to focus on. I want today for you to focus on you, to be honest and open about yourself and where you're at on day 34 of this new reality that we've all been living in. Maybe another way to ask you is this way. How are you doing mentally? How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing physically? I've heard people talk about not getting COVID-19 as far as the disease, but getting the COVID, the 19, 19 extra pounds. How are you doing spiritually? How's your relationship with God? You feel closer to him? Have you taken this time to, to dig deeper into his word, to pray, to connect with others who have faith that maybe can offer you words of encouragement? Or are you beginning to slip into hopelessness and fatigue and frustration or maybe even anger? See, I really believe that today as we look at our text in Romans chapter 7 that it's going to speak some powerful words into your life. And I really believe that after our, our moments this morning together 
in the message that you're really going to be encouraged and strengthened once again through God's word. See, what it, we left off last week at the beginning of chapter 7, and Pastor Craig did a great job of just unpacking this whole concept of, of God and, and his plan and his purpose for our lives and where it is that he's leading us. And I want you to look at the verse that we left off with last week. It said this in verse 6. It says, But now by dying to once what bound us, we have been released from the law. I like that. So that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. And a very simple way to, to understand that, to say that is this, is that we actually gladly, as followers of Jesus, we gladly follow God's laws and his commandments that we realize that the things that God has put in our lives, that as he gives us his instruction in his word, that this is actually good for us, that it has the ability to, to impact our spiritual lives. And as it impacts us spiritually, wouldn't you know it also impacts us emotionally and mentally, and yes, even physically. And see, we have this desire now to want to do what it is that God has called us to do. But yet we also wrestle with falling into the mindset and we wrestle with, you know, some of the other things that so easily can creep into our hearts and into our lives. But how about this? How are we doing with, with, with this executive order, this stay home, stay safe mandate? Are we respecting those that God has placed in authority? Are we listening to, to, to the laws that they have put in place? You know, we, we go to God's word and we believe God's word and we want to follow God's word. And so we go to the fourth commandment where it says, honor your father and mother and all those who are in authority over you. You can jump to Romans chapter 13 where it talks about those that are in authority have been placed there for your good. And yet I think we're probably getting to the point of we're starting to question some things. We're starting to get frustrated with people that are in certain positions, whether that's locally or in our state or in our nation and Depending on our political leaning, we can kind of get, you know, irritated and agitated. And so we begin to say things or we begin to think things or maybe we begin to post things that are contrary to maybe what it is that God would call us to do as followers of him. But I want you to see today in our text that Paul actually went through a very similar struggle that Paul, as he goes through this seventh chapter in his letter to the church in Rome, he gets really raw and really real and really honest with us about his own personal life. In fact, up to this point, uh, he's using verbs in, in all, of, all of these texts in the past tense. And what's really interesting is we begin to read these passages. He actually intentionally changes the verbs and the focus to the present tense. And he talks about himself. And I want you to see what our text says today. This is what it says. We know that the law is spiritual. Well, why do we know it's spiritual? Because it's from God. And every word of the Bible has been spoken by, by God. It's God-breathed. And it says this, but I'm unspiritual. Like he personalizes it and he uses the word I. He, says, he realizes I'm unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. Well, what is he saying there? Well, he realizes that every time we, that we go down that road, every time we step over that line, every time that we say 
or we do, or we post something that maybe we shouldn't do, do you realize it's the Holy Spirit that's prompting us? It's the Holy Spirit living inside of us that gives us that check, that gives us that nod, that, that corrects that behavior, that thought that, that maybe is leading us in a different direction of what it is that God has for us. It goes on to say this, as it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. See, Paul realized he was a sinner. He realized, in fact, that sin was all around him, and he realized that it was a daily struggle that he entered into. And he continued it by saying it this way. He said in verse 18, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. And as I read these words, I'm reminded of the song that we so often have sung here at Shepherd's Gate. And what do you know, this is how the words of that song go. And those of you that call Shepherd's Gate home, you may remember singing these words and, and confessing this to be true. And the words go like this. You are good. You are good when there's nothing good in me. Like we actually admit that we're sinners. We actually admit that we, that we have this fallen sinful nature that this passage talks about. This sinful nature that, that we received all the way back from Adam, the first man in the garden when he disobeyed God. This sinful nature that David, one of the psalmists, talks about in, in Psalm uh, 91.5 when he says that we're sinful from birth. Sinful from the time our mothers conceive us. And that, in fact, we are continuing to struggle with sin. He goes on to say, For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Man, can any of you relate to this today? Do any of you feel this in this moment, in this time, for these last 34 days? Have some things maybe manifested themselves in your heart and your life? Maybe words that you never thought you would say, actions that you never thought you would do, things that just keep creeping into our hearts over and over and over again because, again, that frustration is building up in our lives. Look at what he goes on to say in verse 21. He says this, So I find this law at work. God's law is still at work in our hearts. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war. Think about that. Waging war against the law of what? My mind. And what I'm focusing my mind on and where I'm allowing my thoughts to go. And because of that, it's making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. See, the root of all of our issues, the root of all of our problems, always goes back to sin. And again, it's this daily struggle that you and I face. This daily struggle that we continue to deal with. Maybe this is another way to ask it today. I want you to think about this. If you would be willing to admit it, what are the sins that you struggled with before this pandemic came about? What are some of the things that you just found yourself getting tied up in over and over and over again? And what was it that you were doing to maybe address that? How were you responding as the Holy Spirit was bringing those things to your mind? Well, how about this? What sins are you struggling with during this pandemic? 
Have some of the things that, that, that you were struggling with before, have they been manifested in a whole new way? Or has there been this whole new, you know, just set of sins that, that maybe have been suppressed for a long time and now all of a sudden they're seeming to seep up and they're manifesting themselves in your heart and in your mind or maybe even the way that you interact with your family and those that you are able to contact and, and communicate with? I mean, can you just feel how Paul knows and can resonate with what each and every one of us are going through? I told my wife last night, it's so interesting because in all the years that we've been married, we have never spent this much time together. We started off, we both worked full-time jobs, and when our first son came along, uh, obviously that was a whole new uh, reality, and I continued to work, and she continued to work part-time, and now all of a sudden, here's all of this time and energy. Here we are in our home, spending all of this incredible time together, and you better believe you better believe that things have come out of both of us, things have come out of our kids, words that we never thought we would say, actions that we never thought we would do, behaviors that we thought, wow, is this, is this even possible? Why am I struggling with these things? And it all goes back to sin. It all goes back to that sinful nature that we continue to battle even as followers of Jesus and I think one of the most important things that we can do is admit that. Admit that we don't have it all together. Just as Paul has been vulnerable with us, that we need to be vulnerable with ourselves and we need to be vulnerable with those that we love. And say, hey, man, I'm really trying to figure this out. I'm really trying to get through this. I'm really trying to sort out what, what, what these last 34 days look like and maybe even what the next 34 days look like. I just love how Paul gets to the point of saying this. And, and see, see if this rings true for you today. See if you can resonate with this when he says this. He says, wretched man that I am, exclamation point. Man, I'm screwed up. Man, I, I, I can't figure this thing out. I really am having a hard time with this whole pandemic and doing what it is that, I, that I'm supposed to do and trusting those in leadership and trusting that God is on his throne and that somehow he's working his perfect will and plan in all of this. And what does he say? He cries out and he says, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? Man, do you feel that? Who's going to deliver us from this madness? When is this going to be over? When is all of this going to end? And I can tell you this. God's grace and his mercy never stops working in your heart and in my heart. And maybe you have found yourself in new realities and, and even committing new sins. Maybe you found yourself in, in some habitual sins that you feel like you're committing over and over and over again. And you're wondering if you're beginning to lose faith. You're beginning to wonder, you know, if, if this is going to go in a direction that it shouldn't be going in. And you keep having these thoughts that, that you know aren't thoughts that maybe God would want you to have, and you're struggling with that. I got some encouraging words for you today. Do you know Paul, in the letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth, he said this, he called himself the least of the apostles. In another letter to a church in Ephesus, Paul actually called him least, he called himself least of the saints of God. And then another letter that he wrote to Timothy, he actually called himself the chief of sinners. The chief of sinners. 
The fact that you're fighting the battle, the fact that, that you're recognizing that you have sin in your heart and your life, the fact that, you, that you're recognizing that, man, maybe sometimes I say or do things to my spouse or maybe there's things that I say to my kids and, and you're recognizing that these things are coming out of you. Do you realize that that is you proving that you have faith? That, that's showing that the Holy Spirit is actually working in your heart and that he's working in your life. And I know that may sound crazy. That may sound, you know, just kind of wild to kind of comprehend. But if you didn't have the Holy Spirit, if you didn't have the Spirit of God working in you to convict you, to, to remind you that maybe you stepped over the line and maybe you need to go offer somebody forgiveness or maybe you need to, to, to retrace your steps or to retrace those words that you spoke into somebody else's life, then you would be completely and utterly lost. You wouldn't care about anybody. You would just steamroll everybody that you meet. See, that's the real struggle of the Christian faith. That's the real struggle of, of the Christian walk that you and I face each and every day. And not only that, do you realize that Satan is using this opportunity to mess with us? That Satan sees this as an open door to draw us away from God. And in fact, this is one of his tactics, what he will often do is he will get into our minds and he'll tell us, you know, God died for you and God died for all of your sins. And so you know what? You, you have the right to sin. You have the right to act that way. You have the right to say those things. And so he, he kind of gives us this idea that we have this license to sin rather than what God actually intended for us, that forgiveness and what Christ has done for us, that it's actually a remedy for our sin. It's actually what we need. It's the nourishment for our souls. See, the only place that we can get ourselves in is when we don't receive God's grace and mercy and his forgiveness. When we, for, when we refuse to accept God's forgiveness and when we refuse to offer forgiveness to others, that's when we get into those places that we don't want to get ourselves in. You see, the forgiveness of Christ saves us because it covers our sin not because it removes our ability to sin. Again, we are really good at being able to constantly fall into that side of our lives, to fall into those temptations, to get ensnared into the things that so easily can entangle us in this life. And so again, today, I think we just need to do a self-check. I think we need to kind of take a step back. I think, again, we got to realize that we are a whole body, a whole person, and that God wants to minister to us physically and mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. In fact, look at what he says in the second half of that portion of Scripture. Paul says this. He says, thanks be to God. He's the one who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, he's the one that's able to take our sinful hearts and to gently and with grace and with mercy, bring us back to himself and to remind us that we are in fact his child and that he loves us and that he wants to deposit something into us and pour something into us so that we can then turn around and pour that into others. And you know what it's called? It's called all of the things that we've been looking at all throughout this year as we've been looking in the book of Romans. He wants to pour in grace, and he wants to pour in mercy, and he wants to pour in justification and reconciliation 
and remind us of our baptisms and all of these concepts, all of these words, bringing us back to his word, bringing us back to his promises and the incredible grace and the mercy that he has for each and every one of us. See, sometimes I think we forget to be children of God. In fact, one of the people that speaks into my life oftentimes, her name's Diane Jacobson, and right now her and her husband are in Arizona because they haven't been able to come back to Michigan, and they never thought that they would have extended their time there as long as they have, but in order to be safe and in order to to follow the rules that, that have been placed before them, they're continuing to stay there and to stay safe. And uh, she's part of our senior leadership team here at Shepherd's Gate. And so often we exchange emails and we talk about what's happening within our church and with our staff. And so often in, in the end of her emails, she'll just write these simple two or three sentence reminders for me. And she'll just write, Tim, remember, you are a child of God. And God loves you. And you need to make sure that you take time for yourself. You need to make sure that you take time And rest in that fact, in that reality, in those promises that God has for you. It was so interesting, even this week, talking to our worship leader, Christian McLean. And he told me this. He said, Tim, I am going to make sure and I'm going to guard your personal time and my personal time. In fact, every single week, I'm going to check in with you to make sure that you're not running ragged, that you're not just running your life into the ground, but that you're making sure that you take time to breathe and to be human, and to be a child of God, and to let God speak into your heart and your life. And he goes, I need you to do the same thing for me. So today, let me do that for you. Let me give you permission to breathe. Let me give you permission to take a deep breath. Let me give you permission to confess those things that you know that you're struggling with, and once again, hand them over to God, and then watch as he floods you with his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness, because that is what is going to continue to sustain us no matter how long this takes, no matter what it is that we go through, no matter what lies ahead. Our strength and our peace comes from God, who gives us everything through his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so my prayer for you today, those of you that are watching, those of you that have joined us today, know that you're not watching this on accident. God wants you to hear this. He forgives you, and he loves you, and he has not stopped working in your heart and in your life. And he has an ability to work in your heart and in your life, even in the most difficult of circumstances. So please, today, don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Realize you are a human being, and God is going to continue to see all of us through this, no matter how long it takes. So let's continue to put our trust and our hope and our faith in him, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Amen.